everybody, this is Nick Sorrentino, and this is the Business Socializer Podcast Edition for the week of May 9th, 2022. Um, we haven't done the podcast in a while. We are going to make sure to kick this out on Fridays um, going forward. That is going to be... We are, we're going to do that. Um, it's good to reflect on this stuff and people have asked for it. And, um, I enjoy doing it. It's been a busy last few months. So, um, saying that, uh, I hope to be talking with you more in the weeks, months, and whatever's ahead. Um, this edition, we're going to talk about the metaverse. We talk about a guy I met uh, down in Dallas, uh, who, uh, who is, one of the people who's kind of putting together this metaverse thing, uh, he actually does business and it's pretty interesting. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, virtual reality generally, um, some influencer stuff. Uh, you can go to Duke and get a, I guess you can get a degree in it, but you can take classes in how to become a, an influencer. Uh, hooray. Uh, Duke is not what it used to be. I don't think anyway. Um, we talk about Snap's new uh, cheap, uh, little, easy-to-use drone, which looks awesome. Um, and then, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the economy in general, uh, a possible recession, um, the market, um, you know, general. Anyway, so let's start off with uh, the metaverse. So I was in Dallas, Texas for a convention um, and it was centered on uh, environmental issues and business. Uh, there were lots of really smart and interesting people there who were doing all sorts of cool stuff. Um, you know, uh, a lot of hemp-based products. <laughs> it's like, um, but uh, I have to say, uh, you know, I'd never been to Dallas before, um, and uh, it's uh, it's it has its charm. Uh, it is the only world-class city I've ever been to. Um, where on a random Tuesday afternoon, you can just cross in the middle of the major roads with no problem. It was very odd. It's a real uh, car-based city. Uh, and at night, really, I would say quite beautiful, actually. Uh, anyway, I, I enjoyed my time there, and, and I got to meet a ton of interesting people kind of you know, on the bleeding edge of a lot of technologies. Anyway, one of the people I met was a fellow who works for a, a large grocery chain and does their metaverse stuff. So, the, the, you know, the virtual reality stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there talking with him, and I realized after I was talking with him for about five minutes or so, this guy really do his stuff. And uh, I was intrigued, and uh, he and I, uh, you know, sat there and, and talked for a good while and talked later on in the day over drinks. And uh, I learned quite a lot. What was interesting is he was talking about the degree to which uh, many future, uh, uh, Fortune 500 companies are, I mean, pretty much everybody's moving into the space, into the metaverse world uh, to some degree. Uh, everybody feels like they have to have their toes in uh, the metaverse water. And, uh, you know, and that that is interesting. That stands the reason if you're a big giant company, you probably have you know, a budget for, you know, people to screw around in, in things like virtual reality, but for small businesses, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's a little tougher, um, let's just say, but what was particularly intriguing about this fellow was 
although he, you know uh, his day job was uh, working for this you know large company, he also had a company of his own. And he sold uh, he sold vodka, uh, and uh, and he was building the business literally in the metaverse, which I thought was fascinating. Um, uh, he was working in a um, in a platform called Decentraland. And, you know, for those who don't, who've never seen one of these metaverses, you know, I mean, just, it's, it, I mean, just imagine a little cartoon you walking around in a virtual world. Um, there are buildings and stuff and roads and other people walking around and you can talk to people um, in, uh, in the metaverse. I mean, you can walk right up to them and you can talk to them if your software is enabled for that or you can text with them or whatever. Um, but anyway, and, and this, this fellow had built, uh, he bought land, virtual land into central land, which by the way, is like a plot. It's like $10,000 and it's, it's a virtual piece of land in a virtual universe that people are paying real money for. In some cases, a lot of money. I saw that. I don't know that Snoop Dogg is into central land or if he's in sandbox or one of these other ones, but, um, I read an article where, so he, he had his virtual mansion in this place and somebody bought the plot next to Snoop Dogg's, uh, virtual mansion for like a half a million dollars. Think about that. <laughs> this is a figment of, you know, uh, of, uh, of AI imagination in many respects, you know, on a server somewhere, somebody's willing to part with. A half a million dollars um, to live next to Snoop Dogg's virtual uh, world. Uh, um, you know, at least you know the, the smell of virtual weed coming from uh, Snoop Dogg's place must be awful. Um, anyway, I'm just kidding. But anyway, but the the thing that's interesting about this is that in this virtual world, people come together and do all sorts of things, play games. Um, and in the case of this fellow that's selling vodka, uh, you know, people come to his virtual club, hang out, listen to, you know, a, like they'll have like, you know, a party, people will come to it. Um, and they'll have a, a DJ like running a turntable that is fully functional. Like it's like it's really like real life. Um, and people will get together and. And although there's no such thing at this point as, uh, uh, you know, virtual uh, uh, intoxication, uh, you know, you can uh, purchase uh, his vodka for delivery to your home. And when you do this, you gain access to, like, the VIP room and all this stuff. And anyway, it's, it's very interesting. If you haven't spent any time to central land i really encourage you to do so in the newsletter we have a, a brief video uh talking about the central land uh explaining it and kind of what it is and um you know it, it is fascinating uh and for small businesses uh these the metaverse is going to be something that's going to impact your business um when this happens is unclear but it is the the momentum is certainly picking up um and if people start making you know real money um you know in the metaverse like this fellow um 
you know, I don't know that this guy is profitable or what, what he's doing at this point. So, you know, who knows? But if somebody's making money in this, is, this is going to take off pretty quick. And I'll tell you also that for my kids uh, who are in their teen years, this is second nature. They, they've actually been in these sorts of worlds now for a long time. Um, Roblox is, you know, anybody who has a teenage kid probably is familiar with Roblox or uh, Fortnite. Uh, these are, you know, alternative universes that live on servers. Um, you can do all sorts of stuff in it. People pay, you know, there are people who make uh, virtual skins. So, so things like you can wear on your avatar, um, you know, in, in these virtual worlds. And, and people are selling them for hundreds of dollars and in some cases thousands of dollars. Uh, and, uh you know, like big designers like Gucci and, um, you know, I don't know, Ralph Lauren and all these, these people or these, these brands, they're, they're all selling virtual fashions now. Um, so consider that, um, even if you don't see your business doing anything in it, um, know that it's coming and it's coming pretty fast. Uh, and people who are under the age of say 25 or so are already starting to live in this universe. Anyway, I uh, wish this guy the best of luck. Uh, very interesting person. He was nice enough to, to give me a walkthrough of his business um, and everything that he was doing. Um, so again, we wish him the best. And, uh, and Texas is a great town, or Texas is a great state. Dallas is a great town. Uh, we enjoyed our time there. Uh, one other point that he made that I thought was of particular value was that there are a good number of, he said that there were a, a good number of people who are disabled, uh, particularly veterans, who uh, spend a lot of their lives in uh, these virtual worlds because, you know, the people who have lost their legs, um, you know, they, they feel like, or, you know, whatever, have spinal injury or something like this, they feel like they can be themselves in, in these worlds where they're, they're mobile. Um, whereas in real life, they're not. And, and I thought that was a very interesting um, thing, too. I mean, this is a whole subculture within a subculture. Uh, and I think that is just fascinating and hopefully uh, does some good for these folks. Uh, on that note, uh, so virtual reality is, is coming online. Uh, augmented reality is here also. Uh, Virtual reality is total immersion. Uh, augmented reality is reality with special virtual elements um, kind of overlaying real life. Uh, but anyway, uh, AR or VR, uh, Facebook seeks, oh, I'm sorry, Meta, seeks to, uh, is trying to find a way to, to get you the hardware. Uh, and they have actually opened up a retail store. Uh, and it's going to be kind of like an Apple store uh, where you can, demo the product and then uh, when you buy the product you can take it there for repairs and so on if your product breaks so watch for that um if if one starts seeing uh ar glasses taking off let's say you start seeing people in, in colleges wearing them on a regular basis pay close attention because that's kind of what i sense is going to be the the you know the fulcrum the kind of the, the turning point uh, for this stuff. Um, it's not there yet, um, but it could be there quite soon. Uh, it could be, you know, we could start seeing it by Christmas of this year, um, uh, you know, in, in a pretty strong way. Uh, 
we'll see. We'll see. Uh, anyway, speaking of college, uh, so uh, you can go to Duke now and you can become an influencer. Like, uh, so, you know, tell your uh, tell your kids, um, you know, hey, if, if they want to be a YouTuber or Instagram influencer or whatever, they got to work really hard so they can go to Duke. And so you, you can, you know, you can pay $50,000 a year or whatever it is for them to go to Duke and they can learn how to make friends, uh, and, uh, and influence people, um, in the virtual world. Uh, a professor will teach them how to do this. I mean, it's not like, you know, thousands of, of kids have figured out how to do this without, a, uh, without classes from Duke, but you know, Duke's acknowledging and changing time. So you know, for, forget all the you know, the, you know, classical literature and and calculus. Uh, Instagram and TikTok is where it's at. Uh, and mom and dad, you, you should definitely be paying for that. Um, also, you know, as, as speaking of influencing tools, um, well, I guess we're not really speaking of it, but anyway, a cool to new tool uh, is coming from Snap, uh, and. This struck me as something that we're, um, you know, it's the right price point and it does what I think all of us who want a drone, uh, you know, I've always wanted a drone. I've always wanted to be able to use a drone. Uh, I've had, I don't know, two or three cheap-ish drones and destroyed all of them. Uh, it is pathetic. Um they are not easy to control. But anyway, this new little dr drone, it's 250 bucks from Pixie. It'll fit in your back pocket. You just stick your hand out. It takes off off of your hand, and it communicates with your phone, and it'll just follow you around. Uh, apparently, it's, it's quite robust. It's not prone to you know, breaking. Uh, at least, that's my understanding. Um, but uh, it really does kind of all the control stuff yourself. So, so you know, you could be walking down the street, or you could, you know, a business person could be, you know, for instance, let's say that you owned a brewery or a, uh, or a vineyard or something. You know, you could just take this thing out of your pocket, you know, pull up the app, it launches out of your hand, and you could, you know, do a tour of your business uh, and put, boom, post it online. Uh, that is a very valuable tool, uh, you know, not to mention, I mean, you could use it for all sorts of other things, I mean, including insurance or whatever. Um, the The problem with, as I said the, from the outset, is <laughs> drones, drones are not as easy as they look, but this one appears to be very easy. Um, and I, you know, what, I'm seriously thinking about, um, about getting one of these um, sometime maybe this summer. Um, check it out. I think it could be a nice little tool for your business. Um, now, the last thing we're going to kind of talk on a, on a, forgive me for a, kind of a down note, but it's worth talking about. Uh, you know, almost all of our subscribers are small business people. And you guys have been through a hell of a lot here over the past few years. Uh, you know, you had COVID. Uh, and then you had the COVID lockdowns and, you know, and many, many of you took on debt to get through those times and then you have that debt hanging over you. And then just as everything starts to open up, uh, you know, wage 
the wages shoot up. So it's, it's very difficult to actually hire uh, decent help. And then the, the cost of everything else starts going up too. And then, uh, you know, supply chain stuff and shortages end up showing up in the weirdest places, which screw up your business. Um, and, you know, it, we, we just keep fighting through these things. It's just one thing after another, after another. And now, um, with this past week, you know, we've seen a big, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, it's too, I wouldn't call it a crash, but it, we're, we're seeing the stock market is taking a good solid hit. Everything's, it, it, there's a, there's a reasonable, is reasonable to, uh, to think that we might be looking at a recession sometime in the next year. Um, now I pray that we don't. I pray that we figure out a way to to get through this thing. But um, you know, it looks like yet another challenge ahead, uh, significant one. Um, and you know, I, I, I'll leave this. And this is really, you know, this really annoyed me. Um, so in another life, I uh, I used to write about uh, politics and economics. I used to follow it pretty much day to day, tick by tick. And I paid particular attention to the Federal Reserve, um, which, I mean, I'm not going to go into a lot on that subject, but I will say that, so our central bank, you know, has basically screwed up royally. They were behind the curve a year and a half ago. Um, you know, they're in charge of interest rates and they didn't move to raise interest rates when they should have moved interest rates because they were afraid to. Uh, and then they they got behind, and then inflation took off. And uh, I just recently read an article where, um, you know, Chairman Powell is appealing to corporate America to stop hiring people at higher wage rates. Um, you know, in, in some bizarro attempt to like wrangle in inflation, inflation that the Fed created. So now, you know, people are dealing with inflation, increased costs and so on. Uh, and, and Chairman Powell and, you know, the, the folks in the, uh, in the, you know, the, the pyramid, <laughs> there's a famous, I think the secrets of the pyramid, I think, or the temple secrets of the temple, uh, referring to the federal reserve as uh, so the people in the temple, um, they're like, oh, oh, well, you know what? You know what we can do? We you know, just get all the big companies not to hire anyone. <laughs> so let's force a recession. That way, you know, all the people that have in businesses, small businesses that have been dealing with inflated prices and so on, you know, make it so they can't get a job. That, that'll get things in order. Uh, you know, there are a lot of little nuances around this whole thing, but that's fundamentally what the Fed is saying. And it's such a callous disregard for the everyday person. And it just, it just annoys me. Um, but that's the Fed for you. Um, so I will say, uh, again, as somebody who, who used to pay hyper close attention to the Federal Reserve and now still pays pretty close attention to the Federal Reserve, uh, keep your powder dry uh, at this point. Uh, we could be looking at a recession. Um, best to be wise about things. Uh, it's a good time to take stock um, and kind of assess uh, where um, you are um, for the next six months to a year. Um, 
Uh, that's always wise advice, I think, if I do say so myself. Um, but I think particularly right now. Anyway, on that very, uh, very, <laughs> on that note, um, thanks for listening. And uh, I'll see you next week. A new edition will be out tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but on, on Monday evening. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you again uh, later in the week next week. Until next time, this is Nick Sorrentino. This has been the Business Socializer. <laughs> <laughs>